Welcome to the Chicago Beef League. This is Chip. Uh, I have here Alex. Alex, would you like to say hello? How are you doing? Yes, I would like to say hello. It's welcome to the Chicago Beef League podcast. Podcast. Uh, yes, I'm out of my uh, rhythm. Uh, apparently. Um, so quickly, Mr. World Traveler, you are traveling to the other side of the globe tomorrow. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. How do I'll you be exploring? I'll, ex I'll be exploring the uh, Central uh, European time zone pretty thoroughly. Are you going to uh, Germany or are you going to Amsterdam? Both. Uh, oh, you do both. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. And uh, how long is your stay? Uh, I'm going to fly to Amsterdam, then fly to Hertz uh, or Nuremberg, Nuremberg, and then fly back to Amsterdam, and then fly out to Portland the next the, on Saturday. Got it. Okay, so it's a full week. Full week of bitter balling and uh, and beer. It'll be good. And scoreboard watching not happening because uh, well, when's opening day again? Remind me. Uh, April seventh. Seventh or fourteenth. In any 7th. case, Thursday the seventh. Okay. Um. So yeah, you will be missing opening day. That's okay. It's okay. Is it? Are you going to be able to sit in your roster while you're half a world away? Yeah, I mean, my roster's basically set already. Is it? You're comfortable with that lineup? Well, okay. We'll get so, into that. I'm comfortable with it. Um, um, yeah. there, there's something that we wanted to talk about here, and uh, I've postponed it successfully until now. But, uh, Chip, do you want to jump into a discussion, quick discussion here about some, some of the rule changes that came out of the collective bargaining agreement that uh, will impact what we as fantasy franchise owners um, will have to deal with this year. Yeah, there's a number of them, and I'm not going to go into every single one, but the, the really big ones that I wanted to elevate uh, is, I think there's three of them. Uh, one is the universal DH. That, I think that's huge uh, in that there's kind of a cascading effect of a, like first base and a lot of players who largely want to be used. Um, as well as in the NL, like the pitcher not batting, now the lineups are going to get reconstructed and suddenly the whole like Tony La Russa uh, framework of having a, you know, your uh, a good hitter at like the ninth hitter. Um, that's going to change around. Uh, so I'm interested to see what the roster lineups are going to be with the DH and uh, like Nelson Cruz is in the NL and a number of other players can rotate into the DH. Um, so Kyle Schwarber, for example, and the Phillies, like they now don't have a problem with uh, these hitters. Yeah. And, and no, and I think that that's a, it's an interesting one. You know, I, I, what I think is going to be interesting is right. You have some NL teams that didn't really, upgrade uh, after the rule change came out they didn't really upgrade to get a dh full-time dh only like for example nelson cruz washington did do that there's he will be their everyday dh mm -hmm. um but there i think there are a handful of teams in the nl that are going to kind of mix and match right so it's what, what becomes interesting i think in, in a good example this would be you know my first round pick i picked max muncie um with knowledge that you know the dude is a day away from tommy john she probably should not be in the field and there's a very good chance he's an everyday dh however you know they played him at third base this spring and i'm sure he'll play second base so you know is he an everyday player 
just at different positions and maybe splitting it DH and second base, let's say. And what does that mean to me as a fantasy team owner that has him where, you know, will, will he get that second base eligibility? He's going to play there often enough. Um, but, but he's a guy who I assume will have an everyday role on that team. I think there are some teams, particularly in the NL that are going to have, they're going to be swapping, and frankly, in the AL too, who are going to be swapping guys around. So it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, if it's a, like, you know, you have position player platoons. Are you going to have that now trickle down to DH as well, where there might be a DH platoon where, you know, they, this guy plays against righties, this guy plays against lefties, and then he sits. He's not an everyday player anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it could have a huge impact. Um, and like, you know, with, with Muncie, it's, it's going to be a question of, eligibility and how we handle that as a league i don't know what that looks like right right um, I, so, one one interesting say, last thing on this is uh uh in the nl we have we had the pitchers hit but we had the the double switch right all the time we had like a, a pitcher come out and then a, a person would be rotated in the lineup and all all that's going to be gone uh, right so uh it'll be just interesting to see how managers use the dh slot and for rest or whatnot so yeah is and, and is this the end of the pinch hitter uh you know is there yeah well like what's yeah i think teams will still platoon with yes. you know, there, there are guys that you know will start and then once the relievers come in or whatever if they, they start against a lefty they're gonna have a righty but then all the relievers on the team are, are right-handed so they bring in the platoon guy to replace the other guy later in the game. Right. So I, I, it'll still happen, but but in terms of again eligibility and kind of playing time, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like at come year end. Yeah, and I'm wondering about the pitchers now. Uh, and we've spent almost too much time on this topic, but I'm wondering about the pitchers. Like, do they yank them? Uh, does it, do they really care about yanking someone early or late uh, anymore? <laughs> Uh, I mean, usually they, you know, they hold off and they're like, well, the pitcher's going to slots going to come up in the, in the bottom of the, the inning. Do they want the pitcher to go out there for all three outs or just two or something like that? So those things will also happen with the DH. Yeah. And I think, I mean, looking back, do you think it's fair to kind of look back on 2020 where both leagues had the DH to see what that might look like, right? Like clearly the big winner in 2020 was Marcelo Zuna. Um, yeah, got to play every day. Guys like Kyle Schwarber, to your point, are going to have an everyday role now. Um, yeah, well, the Phillies' whole outfield is basically DHs. Um, so it'll be interesting well, how they rotate. They'll get them at bats. I think just we'll have a lot more players who are rotated into the DH or and or to your note uh, platoon. Right, just more normal. Um, any other rule changes you want to talk about, bud? The one other is there's a, there's a couple there's the Otani rule which whatever uh, pitcher now now Otani essentially can bat DH and pitch um, in NL parks whatever but the other one is uh, extra innings so they're going to do the Manfred rule or man for man rule where they have a man on second base in the tenth inning um, to in- increase the likelihood of of uh, resolving the game's outcome uh, earlier so we probably won't see sixteen inning games or whatever whatever. In your uh, in this year, okay. Let's not call it the Manfred. I don't want to name anything after him. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> um, Fair okay. Enough. Fair so enough. Let's uh, fr- from there. We're going to jump. Uh, I wanted to talk about the first round of the Beef League draft this year. So this is uh, 
our draft of last weekend and it's done. It's over. People picked who they picked and now I get to make fun of them and judge them uh, as do you. So uh, just a rundown here um, of what happened in the first round and then you can pick on whoever you want to, but uh, Dave, auto Dave picked uh, Zach Wheeler. Number one. For the record, Dave, I believe was present. Everyone was present. Correct. For the draft. And they did use the auto draft feature just because they had a queue and whatnot. But I believe everyone, as we can be discussed uh, after the draft, everyone was present. Correct. Not- so um, the uh, auto Dave went with Zach Wheeler, number one. Low, real girls going wild to Brandon Lowe, second baseman of Tampa Bay, number two. Vishnu took Whit Merrillfield at number three. Uh, Number four, uh, Sunny 6K, uh, Team Sunnyfield took Mitch Hanniger, number four. Swing and a miss took Lance Lane, Lynn at number five. Thomas the Tank took Alex Bregman, number six. I took Max Muncy. Cripps took O'Neill Cruz at number eight. Evermore, Jay, he took Matt Chapman, number nine. Ten, swing and a miss, his second pick. Uh, that was from me for the Jose Ramirez trade. Took Joel Musgrove, number 10. You took Kevin Gaussman at number 11. And the commish took Brendan Rodgers at number 12. What stands out to you? Uh, most of the first round, I it was it actually had very little surprises. There's just really like two surprises that I would, maybe three surprises. Which okay. usually the first round, we it, it seems like half the round is surprises. What, what, what was your thoughts? Uh, so my thoughts were, you know, I'm surprised Lance Lynn was the second starting pitcher taken. Um, I know you're sure. a big fan of his, but uh, I didn't have him ranked that highly. Um, certainly would have taken Musgrove ahead of him, would have taken Gosman ahead of him, would have taken Charlie Morton ahead of him, would have taken sure. Carlos Rodon ahead of him. Okay. Um, so that was a surprise to me. Um, secondly, you know, the one thing in, I think you and I might differ on this, um, O'Neill Cruz to Chen at number eight. And the backstory on this, of course, is you and I have discussed, I was really tempted to take him at number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we didn't, we discussed kind of like, where do we think he's going to go? Uh, I'm not surprised Chen, uh, excuse me, that Chen took him. And I, I think it's a good, it can be a good pick, right? Like it's, it's theoretically, he's a more athletic Aaron judge. Uh, but I don't know if that helps Chen as much, which is, again, it's, this is, this is, it, it, we're ripping on Chen for the same reason that we ripped on him last year, but five of the best players in the game, you don't need to take a leap on O'Neill Cruz when you could have had like a Gosman, a Rodon, a Musgrove to really help your starting pitching. So, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think it might not be the best fit for that team, but this is Chen's modus operandi. So it is what it is. Um, and then lastly, I just want to point out Jay taking Matt Chapman in right. the first round. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Chapman went in the first round because he's got a ton of swing and miss, but he's also one of those types of players that I kind of felt the same way about Jay taking Nick Castellanos a couple of years ago in the first round. And, uh, this may pay up, but we'll get to Jay's team later. Sure. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on anything else in the first round? I know. I've, uh, I've okay. The show. Uh, with the starting pitchers, I, I think you could 
those six starting pitchers, you could flip them all around. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if uh, Gossman went in where Lance Lynn was drafted and uh, Lance Lynn was available at 11. I probably would have taken him or he would have been one of those pitchers like Morton I would have considered. So uh, there, I think just all flip. I had Musgrove as my number two player on the board, but you didn't. I think that's just a valuation thing. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, for me, it was Wheeler was number one, and then it was Rodon was number two. Uh, and, and honestly, the uh, I, I did have a change of heart going to that where I decided I wasn't going to do the O'Neill Cruz thing, and I was it was Wheeler, Bregman, and Muncie. Um, actually, I had, it was Wheeler, Muncie, then Bregman, then Rodon were the four guys that I was targeting at number seven. And um, I'm frankly, I mean, Bregman going number six and lasting that long was a bit surprising. Like Hanniger going number four. I, I don't sure. have that much faith in the Mariners no. uh, or being healthy or, or him being healthy. And mm-hmm. so I, that was, uh, you know, that's just Sydney uh, taking the older player. Uh, so, okay. Real quick. Uh, Cause I don't know if we want to dwell on the first round. O'Neill Cruz, this is just a philosophical disagreement that I have with Chen. Um, I think his keepers are kind of like mine, where it's like pretty good spot, and you, if you do a good job of drafting, you, you you should be in a good spot for the year. And he keeps spending these really high priority well, let's, let's on it. prospects, and it's weird. It, so, yeah, like the, the next stage here after, you know, we, we've gone through the first round. We're going to do a quick, a really quick rundown with just a couple of points per team. Um, and well, so let's hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One last thing. Brendan Rodgers as John's first pick. You didn't find that very surprising? Another Fernie Willow castaway? No, I liked Rod. I, I don't think I would have. He, he was not first round or second round potential for me, but had he been there in one with one of my third round picks, I may have done it. Um, he has an interesting home road split where he's actually better on last year. He was better on the road than at cores. And the thought that that might normalize um, and, you know, whatever, it's still the guy plays at cores. So there, there's upside there. There's no speed, which is ultimately why I, you know, if he's going to hit 20 home runs with two or three stolen bases, yeah. But right. if you had more speed, I think. That, yeah. Anyway, so okay. that was my other surprise. surprise. Um, the the one thing I'm going to point out that we do seemingly two years in a row now with Chen, drafting wise, like okay, we, we we talked about O'Neill Cruz, who's not even going to be up to start the year, um, much less we we don't really know if he's going to be have a position at shortstop. He could play outfield. He can play. They might put him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um his starting pitching is like, dude, there, there, to me, there are question marks here, right? Like Tristan McKenzie, Dakota Hudson, Tanner Hawk. I know you like Hawk, but like in the first round, he could have just gone with like, he's got DeGrom. He could have just gone with anyone, any one of those six names we named. And yes. Yes. he's got a great one and two and three with Dylan Cease. And now it's kind of like, eh. um, his team looked beatable. And then, and then he ended up taking Flaherty too, who's got AIDS in the elbow, and who knows when he's coming back. Uh, I like he. I, it looks to me like he just kind of ignored starting pitching. So, well, okay. I think we don't need to dwell on Chen. I think because a philosophical just difference, and he also, like you, thinks the draft is overrated. Yes, it's really okay. about in-season adjustments. So let's, he took let's, high let's, upside. That's all. That's let's all. jump to John uh, and. 
John's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so John, I don't know. I mean, I think that this is one of those, other than the fact that he's got two people named Urias, which I'm sure he's very proud of and has very high hopes for them. I'm looking at his team and this looks, this looks like a classic John team to me where there's not a single guy that he drafted that I'm like, Oh, I really wanted that guy. Yep. But, uh, but yet he's still probably going to finish first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm oh, looking at this and like, I could, I see that happening, even though I could knock and rip on like everyone that he drafted. Um, he did take a couple young guys, Chip. I think that you might want to jump in on that. Tons of, uh, yeah. So the, the template that John has, and uh, John, I commend you on this, it's basically Freeman, Machado, a bag of balls, a good starting rotation, and a throwaway relief pitching core, which he will turn into uh, 120 saves at the end of the year. Yeah, that's, Did I yeah, just this, describe every single John team? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I look at his team and like weak shortstop, he's got Machado and Urias and Anyway, the, the bigger story, to your point, is that uh, he drafted Tamar Johnson, Drew Jones. He's got uh, Carroll. He's got Adele. He's, he's got a number of high upside uh, prospects. Yeah, and I think the guy that you didn't name that I actually think is probably going to break with the team this spring, with the, excuse me, break with the team for the start of the season is Bryson Stott, who's a shortstop. He's an older guy. Um but he's been tearing the cover off the ball. This uh, he's on the Phillies uh, shortstop, but I think he's going to make the team as a third baseman. Um, I, that that that's a guy that could pay dividends this year. Um, so I'm not I'm big on him. Not big on him. I, but, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I don't think scouting wise they are. But you know me and and kind of how I. You buck the trend. I know. So does John. There's a lot of uh, risks in John's team, but I liked a number of his picks. He picked after me, and I kicked myself over uh, waiting, and he, he snagged a couple people. All right, moving on. We've got uh, Otto Dave's team, and Dave was with us for part of the draft. Um, you know, looking at his draft, I, I love how Brandon Crawford, but you were so – you actually said you would take Brandon Crawford over Tim Anderson, which is just – the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody who does fantasy baseball stand say. By it. Stand by it. Stand by it. You would stand by it. I mean, Brandon Crawford's 60 years old and he's not going to play every day. And anyway, so looking at Dave's team, I, I look at his, I, I like his outfield. I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Schwarber can maintain outfield eligibility. Um, but I like, I love the Avi Garcia pick um, McCutcheon on Milwaukee. I'm sure he's going to find a way to play every day. Uh, and then he's got the, the holdovers, Kyle Tucker, Schwarber, and he drafted Seiya Suzuki, who I think is a real, the the new Japanese import, who's a real uh, wild card here. Yeah. And uh, my notes here, he drafted a full team by like the 16th round or something like that. Yeah. He, la- he lacks top 50 upside. And the big question is Suzuki. I really yeah. like if Suzuki like is good this year. Uh, he's got a keeper, but no, he didn't draft any um, high upside guys. And I'm just going to throw this out there: his relievers. Uh, it, he, he may have overtaken Vishnu with the the best relief for yep. here. He's got Kenley Jansen, Ryan Presley, Craig Kimbrell, who now has a closer job. We'll talk about that in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And uh, Camilo Duvall. Uh, I don't know about Duvall. 
Jansen, Chip, you and I had discussed, uh, I was actually listening to, to Rates and Barrels, and they talked about um, pit, relief pitchers who had the, who, whose uh, stuff plus dropped by more than 30. And that's a, it's a metric to, uh, that gauges the, the quality of each pitch. And uh, th- that dropped over 30 after the, st- um, the sticky substance band came in and Jansen's one of them and Kimbrel's one of them. So sure. these were guys may that I, I was, may I just point yeah. something out. I sure. just, I was just reading or I heard something on a podcast about how, uh, and they just, I think they just announced it last week that uh, MLB is investigating, uh, additional substances now um it seems that the pitchers once that was enforced like a couple weeks later a number of players figured out new tactics to gain the system so you saw changes happen their performance decreased but then some people had like an increase in september and uh mlb didn't react yeah so so to your point they're they're going to continue that enforcement and even go farther uh by i mean i I think by the end of Every at the end of every inning, we're going to have like a special tent near home plate where the pitchers mm-hmm. going to have to go and completely strip, and so that umpires can feel them up. Because they, to your point, they they realize that pitchers started putting substances like on their hands instead of on the glove or their hats or their belts and things like that. So, um, yeah, a wise person once told me, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning." <clears throat> so. I, I didn't expect this to be continuous for the, forever. Uh, who's the wise person? I don't know. Someone in Indi- Indiana, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that oh, makes sense. Or okay. Bob Knight. So, I don't know. So moving on from Dave's team, we're going to go to Lowe's team. Um, Lowe's team, you will recall, going into the draft, I think his the, the median age of his keepers was 15. And... Um, he didn't really add any old guys, uh, right before the draft, he, he did trade for Christian Yelich and, um, Francisco Lindor. And I think, you know, banking on a rebound from those guys is, is, is pretty good. I know Lindor has been back to form so far this spring. So mm-hmm. he actually has a couple guys that are like worthy vet keepers, his pick of Luis Garcia in the second round, I think was like, he picked Luis Garcia over Rodon and over um, Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Luis Garcia guy. The Houston reliever last year was on my team, but. Wait, I'm, you mean, you mean pitcher, Luis Garcia. I'm sorry. Not, not a reliever. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, pitcher. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like looking at like, he, he still got Snell and Montas, but then uh, Lowe apparently likes Sonny Gray, Luis Garcia, and Sean Manaya. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the latter two I have no interest in. And yes, Lowe has reunited with staff ace John Means, which I think is the headline. Appropriate. It's appropriate. They're back together. I, the the memorable theme of this, I, I can crucify everyone's teams, but it, I, it's almost a, a waste of effort because I, I actually think that you know Lowe's team is – pretty competitive this year and if if just like one or two things turn his way he's going to have a good team and the overall take of the the draft for me was we have a lot of parity um yeah with the two expansion teams from a number of years ago low and ken they're now up to speed and i think they're uh competitive i think that everyone's pretty much competitive it just it we scratch our heads on when people completely throw away the draft that's 
Yeah. So do you have anything else on Lowe's team or are we skipping straight to, to Vish's team? I, uh, with Lowe's team, his starting rotations, I think great. And last year it was not. And so this is a huge improvement. Um, but I like, I like his team. I mean, if Chisholm like takes off and as you noted, Lindor or Yelich, um, performed to previous levels, I think, you know, he's got, he's got, you know, uh, bones at every single, uh, good i guess good players at every single position he's he's got a, a good team going to spearmint rhino auto auto vish um i he's got i've got some questions um i think he's got some players that are out of position which isn't surprising uh he's got a minor leaguer starting at shortstop he's got a third baseman starting at second and he has two dhs um, well, I mean, he has one, but yes, I know what you mean. Uh, Ozuna and Cruz. Um, so, you know, it's... Who's Oscar Gonzalez on Cleveland? Just a, a, a guy. Anyway. He, uh, this... roster, he's, he's there. Anyway, so he's going to have to clean this up a little bit and probably make some ads and drops before the season starts because, again... Um, he doesn't have a, an eligible lineup here, but uh, yeah, I don't have anything good or bad to say about his team. Uh, to that point, I think shortstop, he needs to clean up as well. In, in addition to Azuna slash Cruz. Um, but otherwise this might be his best draft he's done in 10 years. The first time he's done a full draft. Yeah. In, well, since this is his first year stateside, I mean, his, his rotation and uh, relievers, as always, the relievers are good because um, I think he just prioritizes th- that more than others. Uh, and his, his starting rotations are pretty darn good too. Um, it's so it'll be interesting. He's got you know Marquez and McCullers and Gonzalez on his bench. I mean, poo, I mean, that's gonna be good if that's his uh, bench. Um, but. It, it, yeah, again, shortstop is his weak spot, and he probably could use um, a trade there. Yeah. So we're looking at swing and miss, S&M. Uh, mm-hmm. um, what pops out to me? Uh, so Calvin Biggio, is, I don't think he's going to be playing third base this year. I think that's Matt Chapman's nope. job. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, he's got – but he's got Janmar, Candelario, mm-hmm. OBP, God, um, to speak <laughs> Um, you know, oh, and Nikki Lopez is starting at second base. Um, mm-hmm. not sure this year, but other than that, you know, I like his starting rotation. I'm not as high on like Ranger Suarez and Patrick Sandoval as I think the industry is, and, like the ADP and all that stuff. I love Freddie Peralta, Musgrove, and Molly, and then Lynn. You know, I think he's going to continue declining, but he maybe a top 50 uh, player. Yeah, exactly. I, and that's yeah, I, I, the high floor of uh, return on value there. I, I, I think it's going to be fine. And, and he, Zed was the one who picked up uh, Tanning Bauer, uh, who we still don't know if he'll pitch again. But that's the wild card. If he throws Bauer back in that lineup, the starting rotation, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's good. Yeah, uh, he, he the outfield is his problem, and uh, shouldn't be a surprise. That's his weak spot, and I don't know if it matters. Uh, he's got to clean up these the other positions, but uh, it's a good rotation. Good, 
I, th I like his relievers too. Um, he also fine. took uh, Co uh, Cody Bellinger, which is uh -huh. will be again the former MVP. Is he going to return? It's going to yep. look brilliant. If he doesn't, then yuck. yuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I was now I'm looking at Bellinger. Willie Calhoun, uh, who is also a minor leaguer of Zed's for a long time. Um, I wonder what Texas is going to do because I they he hasn't won the outfield spot. And he might be a DH platoon is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I that's my assumption as well. But um, but I mean he's still the, the guy's got promise. So um, you know, if he does end up at outfield regularly um, or you know, is eligible there and does well, I think it's it's a good pick. All right. Sure. Well, last last thing, just to not just to be overly critical of Zavo, I I think it's actually a, a pretty balanced team, but his offense I think is going to struggle this year. Outside of uh, Goldie and Albies and Abreu, it it's a suspect offense, so he might be susceptible to uh, someone having a better offense than than his team. It'll be an uphill battle. All right, moving on to your nemesis, Sunny Six K, Team Sunnyfolk. Oh Lord. Dish it out, Chip. God damn it! He actually did a good draft. I, I, we already talked about his first round draft pick. That was kind of foolish, um, but that's kind of crazy. I mean, his, his rotation—at least he had Burns going into this draft. Um, the rotation's a little weak, but his offense is pretty darn good. I mean, every position has got a guy that I would say is a top three to five player in, for the position between i mean first base and with rizzo is kind of his weak spot i mean i like india i like turner and suarez i again i like suarez going to the mariners um turner's awesome and his outfield is pretty interesting i like i wouldn't be surprised if green made the opening uh opening day loriano is going to be suspended but he's going to come back and that's a nice little power speed um as you're like probably your last outfielder i like kane Myers is overrated, but Haneker went early. But Haneker, if he does what he did last year, that's a great, great pick. I, I like his team. I like Grisham uh, in that outfield. Yeah. Um, I, he's gonna. So first off, Jonathan Scope, I don't think is going to be playing first base because that's going to be Spencer Torkelson's job. Uh, if and was. then David mm -hmm. Fletcher is playing shortstop, not second. So that will be interesting to see. He's got Josh Harrison there, um, yeah. which is which is helpful, but I don't. I don't buy. I didn't like the Harrison pickup on the Sox part, but you know, Vishnu uh, and Sunil should make a little trade there. Yeah, they should. That will never happen. Um, then, but looking at his pitching, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Um, he picked Bassett, I think, earlier than I would have. I like Bassett. I like um, Bassett too. But I, I forget when he picked him. I just remember being like, "Wow!" I didn't think that Bassett would go that high um can but, i make a plead can i make a plead here sunil yeah. if you're listening Syndergaard, this is make or break if he's you can't keep him another year yes and, you can you know, don't no. listen to you keep him for as long you as can't. you want but it did is a uh, project uh, uh trojan uh a Syndergaard card no it was a brandon wood autograph card Mm, not as a good choice too, but I, I, yeah. you could also do something. Good. Anyway, I sent out uh, Project Trojan went out. I think everyone's in receipt of the the cards. Uh, I actually, you know, 
spent 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 my own hard-earned dollars to buy these autographs for people and there's just no thank you there's no this is like you know other than john john with the jim henderson card um and honestly that was the the hardest one because like none of the other players that i'd sent out cards for have lost someone single-handedly lost a championship for someone except for jim henderson Ooh, hey now john's response was you know I, the fact that he he took it the way he did and, and appreciated it uh, was really heartwarming for me. He's um, a stand up dude. He's a stand up dude. He is, anyway, all right. So Jay's team, Evermore. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to point out here is if you look at his projected home runs, this is CBS Projections, which I know you hate, Chip. But Jesus, no. my point is just projected home runs. He would if this happened. He, I think he would set a record for most home runs in a season. I mean, they've got Aguilar for th- over 30, Crone for almost 30, Polanco, Story, Chapman for 30-plus, Castellanos 30-plus, Jordan Alvarez for 30-plus. Everyone else is in the 20s, like upper 20s, except sure. for Dave Manson. Mm-hmm. So Jay bought home runs this year, and if that happens, we're screwed. Nah. I think it's an interesting uh, correlation there. But it's starting rotation chip. Do you have any thoughts on on Bieber, Fried, Grinky, Nola, Rodriguez, and Wood? He needs depth. I mean, there's a lot of risk in that active rotation. For the record, my team, we'll get to it in a month, probably a minute. Same thing. Uh, a lot, maybe more risk. But like Grinky, uh, Erod, Alex Wood, and Bieber, uh, and Nola. I mean, Nola's. <laughs> Like Nola, his, his peripherals were good, but his ERA was bad. I wonder if that's going to happen again, honestly, because his defense is just that dreadful. Um, he's, and he's been pretty mercurial as well. Uh, if I, I mean, he's got like a one point one projected one point one two whip with a near four ERA. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got, and, and it's this home run issue that he runs into. I, it's it's amazing where like he's. I, I'm not as high on him as you are, or frankly, as everyone else is. Um, just because it's like you look at his X step, you look at everything like he's supposed to be good, but somehow he isn't. And like, it's not that he's not good. It's just that he consistently underperforms where he should be. And whether it's his defense or a home run problem, like I don't think that's the division that you want to pitch in. If you've got those issues. Um, I, I would just implore you to look at his actual stats on fan graph. And he's only had two years where he, uh, his ERA was notoriously worse than his uh, performance. Yeah, the last two years. No, his two years ago in 2020 it was 3.28, and then 2019 it was 3.87, which was in line with his FIP and XFIP and XERA. Anyway, I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> listeners, have. listeners, you can look at this as I'm looking in right now. Uh, anyway, his, his the, the moral of the story is looking into the projection of this year. I assume he's going to have the same thing, like. His strand rate was pretty, uh, 67%, pretty bad. Uh, homer to fly ball ratio wasn't like notoriously worse than any other year. Uh, there's nothing that screams like, oh, a regression, it's obviously going to come back. But if he has a higher strand rate, that's his only hope, which I don't, I have no faith in that, uh, that defense of his. To, it's the worst defense in baseball, maybe in history. So, sorry. All right. Uh, the Mexicans, Ken's team. Um, sadly for Ken, 
Raul Mondesi Jr. is playing shortstop this year. So you're going to have to find a third baseman, buddy. Sorry. Um, other than that, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts, Chip? What's your th- feeling on Frank Schwindel? No opinion. I know nothing of the man. And I, I, so I'm just going to put, I don't like when I draft and I'm looking at teams, like oh, sorry, when I draft, I, I generally don't draft like the Frank Schwindel type, like the 28 year old guy that comes up and is successful. And then I just don't bank on it happening again. I could 100% be totally wrong. I definitely pick up guys like that during the season, but like, I would have probably at first base had tried for something different. Is that our next way of saying it? Sure. And Ty France may not be the Mariners first baseman given what they're talking True. about with, um, uh, Winker yeah. and whatnot with Jesse Winkler. Yeah. To be determined. Of course. Um, his outfield, I like his outfield, uh, for the record. It's kind of like a, a low cost outfield. I, I think Badu is the highest ranked outfielder of his and i like to do he, he he could surprise and be a uh if he repeats his year he could be well, really Gallo, Gallo and solar are i think higher higher ranked than are team, they yes according to cbs okay um which again take cbs rankings for what you well, will they're yeah. always wrong um I, I like the badu pick i think he's going i think the tigers are going to be better i think he had a good year last year and there are flaws in his game. He's not an OBP guy, but he can connect and he can run. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that's, I think that will work out. And, and certainly with, with Gallo and Solaire, he's got, you know, he makes up for lack of power of the guys like Miles Straw with, with guys who have superpower. So, yeah. um, but he's I'm kind of the reverse of Jay where he has two guys that are three guys that are projected to hit 30 home runs. And frankly, I'll take the under on Marcus Simeon this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, 40 home runs, no, but... Frank Schwindel? I don't think he's going to hit 40, no. 30. <clears throat> 30? I don't, I don't think I don't... Schwindel hit 30. I don't think Simeon's going to hit 31. Uh, I, the bigger number is on, on Schwindel is like, how many at-bats is he actually going to have? Like, if I said 400, yeah. would you say over or under? I would say over. Who are they going to play instead of him? The Cubs are terrible. I just want to look, remind everyone that the Cubs over the past like 20 years have trotted out some players who had really strong Septembers and Augusts from the previous year. And then suddenly the, the wheels came off uh, and they got just hosed and they got cut or put sent back to AAA by June. So I, I'd also who, who was that all-star? Who was the Cubs all-star in like 2011 or 12? I won't remember. Yeah, there was a Cubs first baseman. If he was an all-star, then he wouldn't have had a good September or August. He would have had a good beginning of the season. Um, yeah, no, sorry. He had just like two months of, of goodness, and then he was dreadful the rest of the year. I, I do. Was it Dana Vogelback? Just kidding. Um, I, I do want to point out, I think there's a lot. So I traded Garrett Cole to him. So he's got the best projected best starting pick in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also traded Pablo Lopez, who I love, but who – might not pitch over a hundred innings or ever uh, again. Yep. But then, but then I think like the rest of his rotation is just, there's a lot of risk. Savali eh, underwhelming, but can, you know, will last the whole year. Logan Gilbert. I know a lot of folks love him, but eh, 
Josiah Gray, who's never had an ERA in the pros under like 60. And then Clayton Kershaw, bad back. Edward Cabrera, a lot of promise, but young guy. Lazardo, Flexen, who's you love, but I don't know. I just and I then Steve, not love. I think that was the right move by Ken, though, drafting a lot of these players. Uh, he needs he needs to continue to find upside. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, so, I like his trades, and so I like I, I like where he's at right now. I. And he, he did a couple of draft uh, prospects that I liked as well. Like Melendez would be in, an interesting third base guy or catcher for the Royals. And Henry Davis from the Pirates is a, was a top pick of the draft last year. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, really quickly, I do. We forgot to do this earlier, um, but I want to take a quick break here uh, so that you guys can hear from your sponsors. Welcome back, everyone. And we're going to continue with uh, our recap here of, of the draft um, of the team. So the ne- next team up on the board is Josh. Thomas the Tank ain't got nothing on me. This is this is the draft uh, of of the year, I think. Right? Like, it was, it's the best draft of, of anyone, I think. What's your thoughts? I cannot comment and comp- sorry, I cannot compliment Josh ever. And I'll, I will deny ever saying this. Uh, good thing it's not being recorded, but I may agree with you, Chip. I know, right? I know, right. It, it sucks to say. Um, it's about like, time. You know, I know. Well, like, well, you know what's going to happen now. I mean, we can go through every position. He's going to have just a terrible April with injuries. Like, right? and he's yeah, he's going he's going to get load where you know. Remember last year where low started just off decimated, decimated, and, and, and started off like you know not bad, and, and was make could have made a run for the playoffs, and then like everybody on his team got AIDS. Josh yeah. is like Josh has a. I think he had a very good draft. I think that his team, if they can stay healthy, will be very good this year and uh, i'm not excited about it no and i'll deny ever saying it but josh i'll mess this up this year yeah uh, then you really are and you just hand the keys over to to one of your kids totally agreed uh his his rotation i'll go like a step further i think his rotation his top six guys might all be top 20 pitchers by a year end I'm not as okay. So here's the, the the one thing I'll pick on is Urquidy is gonna get injured again, um, and Alec Manoa is not gonna perform for anyone other than me. I have a contract Ooh. with Alec Manoa okay. where okay. he's not allowed to be a top fifty pitcher uh, unless he's on my team. But yeah, I I, I like his rotation. Yeah. Uh, it's it, just as an aside, the number one player that in, in the draft according to BP. When I loaded in uh, all of our settings, it was DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, been there, done that. Good luck, Josh. <laughs> um, all right, so that that covers everybody except for Fernie you Willow. And you and me. No, we didn't touch your team. We didn't touch your team. Well, we don't necessarily need to. Fernie Willow, you currently have nine reserve players, and at most eight are allowed. So you are cheating. Oh, ooh, good, good. I want you to enforce that. I'll probably make a cut in the last next. Year, I, that was enforced against me last year, and I lost uh, Freddie Peralta. So I'm enforcing it against you. You need to make a cut here, buddy. I will. Uh, I will. I, I'm waiting for some decisions to be made in the next no, 48 no, hours. That's what I said last year. There are still a lot of people that have illegal rosters, but 
I'm calling you out for it and you're on notice and you have to cut somebody because that's what I did last year because I played by the rules. So your draft, you got Mike Zanino again. Congrats. Okay. Yeah. Um, Carlos Santana, dumb. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. Sure. Um, rest of your team. <laughs> that's the most chip I can get for is steal that one from you. Love your bench. Eric Hosmer, he's going to be great. Max Kepler uh, is terrible. Uh, sorry, Max Kepler, not Max mm-hmm. Kepler. Mm-hmm. Awful. Uh, I think you should trade Julio Rodriguez before you curse him. And apart from that, um, you know, you've got a lot of catcher, minor league catchers. Congratulations. I know. I get an you're award start- for that, right? <clears throat> no, you're starting pitchers. Terrible relievers, awful. I think you're doomed, dude. I, I don't see doomed. it. I'm not looking at this and, and, and feeling like, you know, repeat. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to say repeat is going to happen. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sweep it. I'm going to take the regular season and the playoffs. Just calling it now. My, it view, my views on your team. I mean, this is the, the, the last two teams here. The interesting thing is, you know, we – we, we can defend ourselves here. So uh, whereas everyone else just kind of everyone has to look mm-hmm. and rolls their eyes. So my question to you is kind of what, what were your main objectives and and who were the guys that you'd kind of um, targeted and ended up getting? Uh, well, to what I was hinting at earlier, I, I, I feel I have a, a perspective of like where the maturity of my keepers, uh, I think it's, Chip. they're pretty good. Chip, sorry, one, one second. I'm going to break here. Okay, hold on. Sure. Let me get it. One more beer. Well, folks, that's a, a nice awkward pause for which I'm responsible. Um, but coming back to the subject, uh, Chip, I think I was crapping on your team. Does that sound yes. right? Okay. Uh, in in the spirit of, uh, briefness, uh, let me, let me explain my back, my, my, my approach very briefly. Yes. My team is terrible. It's, it, no, my, my, my keepers my, my, lack one of threes in the future, for the record. And I think a number of teams have the same problem. So, so I wanted to, and I've got a good team, I, I wanted to draft vets or high floor, healthy, a lot of bats, a lot of runs. Guys, I didn't take risks as much, but I did take risks in a very specific area, starting pitching. In the back, so I like a lot of three starting pitchers or four starting pitchers are really risky. So, yeah. and the fun thing I can do for right now is let's rip my team. I know the catchers are awful. My first base platoon, not that great. I would say borderline terrible. I'm sorry. I like Yuli. I think that's a good pick, a good value pick. But he also is 60, so there's a chance that he, you know, has to retire and move back to cuba here uh Santana is like so 2015 mm-hmm. uh-huh. second Fair. base i like Fair. third base i like shortstop you've got bogarts and then wander is good luck outfield i think you've got a decent outfield with the exception of jared uh, kaselnik yeah of course yeah, that's of course that's fine the dh upgrade i sent you a trade off i don't know if you saw that mm, um, gavin sheets tasty no. Yeah, it's Gavin Sheets and uh, a pick for Julio Rodriguez. I think that in the best interest of Julio, you need to accept that. 
listeners, this is where you hang up the phone. Um, and then my relievers are a, a, a crap show. Yes, you did take Matt Barnes, who is one of those uh, spin rate guys. So sticky stuff, dudes. We'll see how long that lasts. I hope he learns a new way to cheat. You, you should. <laughs> like I said, you've got 60 minor league catchers. So um, good for you. I think, you know, you should be proud of what you did. I certainly, if I was a defending champion and I looked at my team and it looked like that, I'd be sweating. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be going to Europe tomorrow. Ooh. I would be Okay. I would be fixing it. Um, no. So, no. so I do have to get an antigen test at speaking of. Um, but let's talk about your team, your wonderful team, your perfect team. Since I'm going to go undefeated and I'm going to whoop on you. Uh, let me t- tell me how you're going to beat me with your well, roster. Uh, there are things that are right in the world and there are things that are wrong. And I'm a firm believer that right always wins. Or maybe not exactly, but right will always, good will always prevail. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I can beat you. Mm. I don't sort of want to look at my team and, you know, point to examples because... Excuse uh, me. Excuse me. We need to talk about your first base and second base. This is, if you're going to call my team out, Bobby Dalbeck and Nate Lowe are not valuable. Valuable. They're not. I disagree. They are yes. both ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have... They both play in good lineups, which means if they don't play well, they're going to lose their jobs. Correct. Correct. But the good news is I've got Keston Hira on my bench as a fallback <laughs> option. Outfielder. Outfielder. He's going to be playing first in a month once he starts hitting bombs and lights up the league again. Look at you. The, you know, the you've, got you've got significant risks. And then Adam Frazier and Nick Madrigal. <clears throat> I've got a lot of risks. Apart from the fact that I have no power uh, until, yes. unless everyone comes back and uh, overperforms, I have no power. Mm-hmm. I do have some speed. Uh, you got a little bit of speed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I traded for Byron yeah. Buxton, and Buxton, there's, I mean, he's. Could be a top 10 player. He could also be hurt again. And so far, the only thing he's ever done in his career is he's really good at getting hurt. I, my big question, honestly, we get to go through your roster. The big question is, like, how many uh, red uh, and white marks are going to be on your team during the course of the year? I think your team might lead the league between uh, Muncie, Buxton, Gritchett, Hicks. Tim Anderson already has one. Matt, Nick Madrigal already has one. All right, I mean, time out. Oh, hold on. I, first, I want to point out a couple things. Tim Anderson has that because it's a suspension. It's not because he's hurt. Ken Giles. Oh, so hold on. So this is great. So, you know, we, we had this little pause during our recording. Uh, and now since we've come back, I had to go back into the Beef League site. And I just want to read to you, bear with me for a second. This is not cooperating. I want to read to you my, the, the player news. These are the guys in my team, okay? Emmanuel Classe. I'll start at the bottom. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle Gibson, not having a strong spring. Right, right after that, Mariners Ken Giles, shut down with finger issue. I don't know what that means. Out for two months. Mm-hmm. Cups, Cups Nick Madrigal, held out with leg fatigue. Mm-hmm. Then 
Guardians, Emmanuel Classe agrees to contract extension, only to be followed immediately by Guardians, Emmanuel Classe hasn't yet agreed to extension. <laughs> if there's a way to, like that, that right there, what I just read pretty much mm-hmm. just is a good description of this Friday for me and yesterday for me. It's been a, it's been a rough two days. Uh, so to your point, yes, I'm going to have a lot of concerns. There are a lot of holes. I think, I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, when I look at my squad, uh, I don't, I think uh, that I'm, I'm fairly confident that Muncie is going to be playing second base. Um, so I, I sure, think sure. I'm actually be able to move him there. That helps him eligibility there. Sure. Uh, even if he doesn't, fine. Uh, I'm over it. Now, my starting pitching, I think, is where you could really have hammered me because I, I hadn't gotten there yet. Okay, go ahead. You you cut in, okay, and then I mentioned Giles just to, for fun. But Cookie Carrasco, Nestor Cortez, I, seriously, you Darvish, Kyle DeGibson, you just mentioned he's already injured. Verlander's coming back from TJ. Good God, and Taiwan Walker's already injured. You also have Tyler Glasnow on the IL, who will be on the IL all year. Zach Gallon is coming back from an injury, and you and I disagree on this. But he's injury prone. Okay, I don't disagree with that. He's currently injured. The only players I haven't mentioned are Chris Paddock, my first round draft pick from last year, and Patrick Corbin, and Matt Brash. I think Matt Brash is going to be the guy that I trade at the deadline. And then regret having traded within a month. He might be he your might best be starting pitcher. No, so okay, okay. So that's that's being a bit dramatic. First off, Justin Verlander has come back, and in spring he has been the old Justin Verlander. So I'm not saying it's going to last, but I don't. I of all the people that you named, he is the one that I have the least worries about. He's had two years off. And the guy is just, I, I can't explain it. Uh, everyone else, fair. 100% fair. Uh, Corbin will probably, between Corbin, Paddock, Gibson, Cortez, Walker, and Cookie, mm-hmm. that's six guys I just named. There is a good chance that three of them are cut by April 14th, before the end of week one, because it's a long week. Totally. And this is the, this is what I mentioned at the beginning of the week. The draft is. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, I also want to point out that one of my a guy that an ace I had at my sleeve, Cade Cavalli, who was fighting for a rotation spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, had seen the box scores from Wednesday's game, but the national your eyes. The Nationals mm-hmm. lost twenty nine to eight to uh, the Angels. And, I'm sorry, to the Cardinals. And Kate Cavalli gave up, I think, 11 runs in an inning. Spring training. Spring training. Yeah, but if you're trying to make the fifth starter spot, that's not going to help you out, bud. Sure. I, I would have called the slaughter roll uh, at some point in that game. So, so my point is, yeah, my pitching is going to be uh, between – I mean, hey, it's either going to work out or it's not. I'll find guys. I am not too worried. True. And I, I, I let's prepare in the lead. Acuna comes back in two weeks. And he's your best player. Oh, yeah. When, when Acuna's back, Hicks is gone. Uh, Hicks is literally just for the yeah. best. I will likely drop Aaron Hicks at the start of as soon as the week locks. Um, so 
that's yeah, he's bye bye. Um, anyway, no, they have three of the top five players in baseball. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, like the draft for me, I really wanted to try to do kind of what you described and not shoot the moon so much. And that's why I have guys like Brantley and uh, Mm -hmm. Rosario. Role players. More role players on your roster, right? Grundahl. Just guys who I kind of, they're they're not going to hit their ceiling, but because they're too old and they've already hit it, but I'm comfortable with their floor. And I wanted to do more of that, particularly in the outfield, because I historically have had terrible outfields. Um, so I, I'm actually pretty, once, once Acuna is back, I'm pretty happy with my outfield. I think Grandal is going to be an OBP horse this year again. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I need that last year. I struggled with OBP, and then in the second half, when Acuna went down, I struggled with power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to have the power struggles. I don't think my starting pitching is um, strong, but at the same time, dude, I had – last year I had good starting pitching, and I still – it still didn't lead me to victory. So – You did have a good year. I didn't. No. No. You got her. No, no, but I'm saying, like, I had Garrett Cole. I had – Shane McClanahan, Alec Manoa, Luis Garcia. Like, I had a ton of guys that were playing pitching very well, and I still didn't dominate pitching categories. So, I'm over it. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I think that's the, the – oh, the last thing I just wanted to, to do here really quickly, uh, breaking the news today, the April Fools, but this is serious – the White Sox finally got rid of uh, Kimball and Craig Kimball and Kimbrell and traded him to the Dodgers for uh, AJ Pollux. And yes. I think both of those players suck. <laughs> uh, Pollock is going to have an everyday role now and oh, play a lot God. of his games at Kaniski. So to the extent that I forget who drafted him, but I assume that that person felt that there was a chance that AJ Pollock, he's on Zed's team. Mm-hmm. I think Zed probably thought he might play, you know, 50 games if or certain more than 50 games. If that's the case with the White Sox, he might have a good year. He's going to get injured. Uh... 100%. And <laughs> Kimbrell is like, just like he always has been. He's either, if he's not the closer there, then, um, you have so, Trina, so mm-hmm. if Kimball's not the closer, he's going to get shelled. And even if he is the closer, there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to get a top pitcher or garbage. In this, in our fantasy league anymore, I, I don't care. Like, Trinan's going to get innings, and he's going to get uh, stats and holds. I'm going to get yeah. it. So it's, if it's not stats, it's holds and whatever. It's not a problem. If I preferred Trinan to uh, Kimball, I would say. Yeah, I would. It's not even close. I would say Trinan, hundred percent. Sure. There's so much risk involved with Kimball, and he sucked last year when he came to the White Sox. True. He's like a hot potato right now. Yes. It'll be interesting how he performs for the Dodgers. Um. All right. Before we close, one last thing. We missed it at the top. One other rule change that I think has seismic implications. Seismic. Mm Mm-hmm. Define seismic. Um, earth shattering, uh, ground shaking type of thing. Earthquake-ish. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I yes. fall asleep. I, I sleep through earthquakes, but yes. Um, rookie of the year. Now. Uh, the rules have now changed, so you don't. If what, what is it like? If the player finishes in the top three or something, uh, they get a compensation pick. So now there's a question of like, they'll probably bury like O'Neill Cruz just because they're the Pirates. Uh, the Orioles are probably going to leave Rushman off until he gets healthy and still saves the time and money. No way. But. But Wit, Julio, Julio, all these other team, uh, teams are probably going to promote these guys immediately. Or, or a week later. I don't know. If I was a GM, and my long-term goal was to get the best talent under control for as long as possible, I don't think a compensatory pick would lead me to bring up a guy. Now, like, again, I, I don't think that should be the metric for when they bring guys up. Um, for example, like Julio Rodriguez, I think that his he can impact the team positively right now. So why would you start him and play the game? Why, excuse me, why would you send him down and play the game? Your team is best with him on it. He should be up. Same thing with Bobby Witt. Um, but so, this, so that's where I'm just saying I just don't think, like, a compensatory pick, uh, like – would I rather have take a shot at a guy who's like a top 35 draft pick or would I rather have an extra year of a guy who I know is or who has been playing like a future all-star? I'll take the extra year. I know. Me I know. too. But I, I'm hoping that this – I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that they'll play these players immediately. You're right. No, as, as a fan, obviously, I want them up. And frankly, as you're if you're right. a Mariner fan, you want – him in the lineup day one because you know two weeks of him not being there is two weeks routine is not as good as it could be yeah anyway i think that it'll be interesting to see this especially this first month who gets what prospects get this early and uh perform i i like that uh and i want to end on something um just really quickly because i didn't really rage about the whole pollock thing and i don't like kimball anyway so whatever I want to point out one thing, and I haven't done the math on this yet, but this year I had the privilege, uh, as he would call it, of drafting behind Jay McLaughlin and the Battle of Evermore. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that I think Jay holds the record for being the slowest drafter in the history of Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took like six minutes per pick. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. And uh, I think we should have a new rule that, um, you know, we lower the amount of time so that Jay will start missing his picks. Coming just, from a guy who um, texted and called my wife uh, and instructed her and my kids to uh, annoy me during the draft as much as possible. Hey, man, you were nothing new, traveling nothing new. in San Diego. And yeah, I deny ever having done that there's no proof that i did it so you know it's not like you did it on a burner phone prove it prove it it's not like you were copied on the text that i sent your wife i think you were weren't you yes anyway all right hey uh safe travels in europe man Uh, i look forward to picking this up when you get back and um do some fun stuff out there Drink some, you know, German beer or something. 
Thanks for the encouragement. Eat some sausage. That. that too. Bitter bone. I'll have some bitter bone. Mm. Don't know what that is, but bitter is it bitter ballin? Like fried cheese curds. Oh, see, that sounds good. When you say mm-hmm. it in German, it sounds like something that might happen in like a bath. It, like it has a gravy in it too. It's it's so weird and uh, wonderful. All right. Well, dude, I have a safe trip. Good luck getting your antigen test here in the next couple of hours before you leave tomorrow. Well done. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll connect when you're back. And that's when we're going to do our next episode. So Two good weeks. luck to everyone. Thanks, everyone. You'll all need it. All right. Uh, later. What are you wearing? Is there anybody in there?